All right, so there's a Shemi Spark, so let's have an idea that uh, start learning a little bit about Shabbos. About Shabbos. Yeah, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned on Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon, this past Shabbos, that uh, the month of Cheshvan, the month of our Cheshvan that we're in, it's a month without any special day. You know what I'm saying? There's no Yom Toivim, there's no even, uh, sad days, there's no Tanesim or anything like that. It's Kuli Shabbos. It's Kuli Shabbos. There's nothing to distract us from Shabbos. So I figured it would be a nice thing to talk about, to learn about Shabbos. Now again, B'derach Klal, like in previous uh, Wednesday night uh, learning, I, my, my, my goal, hopefully, is that this should be practical, and that we should be able to come away knowing what the avoid is, you know, uh, whether it be on Friday to prepare for Shabbos, Friday night, Shabbos morning, Shabbos afternoon, Shal Shudas time, Matzi Shabbos, every single, every single part of Shabbos and everything that leads up to Shabbos throughout the week has its own avayda, has its own avayda. And it's always, uh, it makes it that much more potent and meaningful if we know what it is that we're supposed to be doing, besides the regular, you know, besides like the sitter, the lidav and all the nischais and all that. But uh, to have a little bit of kavan of the, of the pimius of what's going on and, and how to connect to it properly. So, <clears throat> I hope in the coming weeks to be able to get to all of that. But tonight, the focus is just going to be to answer one question and one question, one question alone, which is, what is Shabbos? What is Shabbos? Now, you know, be mindful of the, of the question that I'm asking. I'm not asking when is Shabbos, right, or what to do on Shabbos. What is Shabbos? It's a funny question to ask, really, because we don't think of Shabbos as a what. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a day that there are certain things that we do. But that's incorrect. Shabbos is Metzias. Shabbos is Metzias. The very Shabbos... It's easier to answer what Shabbos is not as opposed to what Shabbos is. But Bez Hashem will get to it. Shabbos is a Metzias. Uh, Shabbos is not just a day that we do certain things or that we have certain chiyuv and v'chulu. Shabbos is a Metzias that we enter into on the seventh day of the week. So what exactly is that Metzias? What is Shabbos? Once we can answer that question properly, or at least a little bit, what Shabbos is, then the rest is Vidach uh, Prusha, the rest is commentary, what we're supposed to be doing on Shabbos to connect to that Metzias that's called Shabbos. But I figure like this, since, you know, Bashkach, uh, we're starting this uh, Limud, you know, this, uh, tonight, this week, so Atak uh, is very connected to the Parsha. This par- Parsha Snayach is really the first Parsha where, where uh, we get a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a ha'ara of what Shabbos is, of, of, of Shabbos, as we'll see. So, we'll start with this, you know, in the end of last week's Parsha, where it talked about the birth of Nayach, so it says in Pasuk, they called him Nayach when he was born. They called him Nayach. Why Nayach? Because this person is going to give us menucha. He's going to give us rest from our work, from the difficulty, the difficulty of work. From the earth that the Rebbe Shalom cursed by Yadav and Chava. In the Zara Kaddish it says that the Nayach, from the word menucha, as Rashi Taishas, that the Nayach coming from the word menucha, the Zara says that the name Nayach itself is connected to Shabbos. Noach, the menucha of, that Noach brought to the world was the menucha of Shabbos. Noach is connected to Shabbos. Now what we have to figure out is how that fits, and as Hashem at the end will explain, how that fits with the simple pshat. We know that Rashi says like this. Rashi says what exactly is the menucha, what's the restfulness that Noach brought to the world. So Rashi says famously, until Noach was born, there was no such thing, they, no one came up with the plow, with the plow, Pasha. There was no such thing as a plow. 
was the first one to have the einfall to this to to have this uh, invention of the plow. I mean, literally before Nayak, they were using their fingers, and Nayak uh, comes and invents the plow, which brought menucha, which brought some level of comfort and ease to humanity. That's number one. And number two, and second of all, even without a plow, even when they're able to plant seeds uh, using their bare hands, <coughs> whenever they planted something, even chitim, sayrim, b'chulu, you know, wheat and barley, what grew, what grew was not necessarily wheat and barley. Sometimes it would just be thorn bushes and thistles that, that came out of the ground. So Noach's birth brought these two things. He brought clay machrisha, he created the plow, and he, great, and, and he also brought to the world such a thing, that when you plant uh, apple seeds, apple trees come. You plant chitim, chitim come. Under Noach, right. And the, the, he was named that, Baruch HaKadosh, obviously, on some level, knowing you know, that that's what you bring to the world. That's the pshat. So here's the question we're going to, Bez Hashem, get to in a few minutes, is that, again, the pshat is that Noach brought to the world uh, the plow, and when you plant chitim, chitim grow. And the Zohar says, the menucha that Noach brought to the world is Shabbos. So here's the question. What does Shabbos have to do with the plow? And what does Shabbos have to do with planting chitim and chitim grow? Well, to answer that question, we have to answer that first question, which is, what is Shabbos? One other question when it comes to Shabbos, then we'll begin to answer. The Pasuk says that one of the most uh, fundamental mitzvahs of Shabbos is Zohar Siyam HaShabbos L'Kadshay, right? This mitzvah of Kiddush, Zohar Siyam HaShabbos L'Kadshay, to remember Shabbos L'Kadshay, to sanctify it. So, again, there's, there's different ways to touch that Pasuk, but again, the simple pshat is Zohar Siyam HaShabbos, remember Shabbos L'Kadshay, that there's a mitzvah on us to be Mekadish Shabbos, to sanctify Shabbos. So here's the question. There's other times where there's a mitzvah in Kla Yisrael to sanctify, right? There's a mitzvah of the Mekadish Rishchaydesh. There's a mitzvah of the Mekadish Yoival. How do we do that? How are we Mekadish Rishchaydesh? So Bezdin, who the mitzvah is on, they, they, they figure out that it should be Rishchaydesh, and what do they do to sanctify it? They get up and they say, Bezdin says, Mekadish, Mekadish, they say. They, 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 they're Mekadish, they sanctify it. Bezdin, Sanhedrin, uh, they're Mekadish, Deshnas Yoival. They say, Mekadish, Mekadish. So here's a question. If the mitzvah says Zachar Siyam then every Friday night, what we should do, you, hold, you should hold the, the cup of wine, and you should say, it's, it's now the seventh day, Mekudosh, Mekudosh, we're going to sanctify, you should be actively sanctifying Shabbos. That's what the Pasuk says you should do, Zachar Siyam HaShavas But what do you in fact say Friday night by Kiddush? You're not being Mekudosh HaShavas. What do you say by Kiddush? All you're saying, you're, you're acknowledging that it is Shabbos. That's what you're saying by Kiddush. You say, Adrava, you're saying that the Rabbanu Shalom sanctified Shabbos. He says, Asher Kitshanu B'Metzoyseh V'Ratzavanu V'Shabbos Kodshoi B'Hav Ratzan Hinechilanu. Right? The, Rabbanu, the, the, the Shabbos that's holy to the Rabbanu Shalom, he gave to us. He gave to us. Zikron Ma'asir Breshis V'Chulu V'Chulu. Ki Yibana V'Charta V'Yisano Kiddashin B'Kol Amim V'Shabbos Kodshecha B'Hav Ratzan Hinechaltanu. So the theme of Friday Night Kiddush, which is the theme of the mitzvah Zohar Ziyam HaShabbos L'Kadshoi, What's the theme? Not to be Makadish Shabbos, like Rishchaydish or Yoival. The theme is Kiddush, is that it's already Makadish, we're just accepting it. So this is a question before Hashem asked. The Pusik says to sanctify Shabbos. How are you sanctifying Shabbos by just saying, by, by accepting Shabbos? How do we make sense of that? I think it's a cash that Rishchaydish to ask. Okay, what is Shabbos? First, let's, let's say what Shabbos is not. Okay. Shabbos is not just the seventh day of the week that we don't do malacha in order to remember the Rabbanu Shalom created the world. That's not what Shabbos is. There's a, there's a fantastic verse from the Arachayim HaKadosh. The Arachayim writes 
It's a pella. If it says in Pasuk, Oisi Bain, Vesham Bani Yisrael, so Shabbos, Lassus, Shabbos, and so on, it says, Oisi Bain Yuvain Bani Yisrael, it says, Bain Yuvain Bani Yisrael, that Shabbos is uh, something between the Rabbanishal and Kalah Yisrael, Oisi La'olam, Kisheshis Yom Asa Hashem, Asa Shemayim Vesaretz, Vuchul, that uh, it's a sign to the whole world. Everyone should know that the Rabbanishal created the world in six days and rested on the Sabbath. <clears throat> so the Rechaim HaKadosh says, I don't understand, if the Tachlis of Shabbos is to let the whole world know, Oisi La'olam, that uh, the Rabbanu Shalom created the world and rested on the seventh, and why is it why is it Dafka Bainu Vimbin Israel? Right? Of all the things, right? If a guy wants to put a mezuzah on his house, could he do it? Theoretically. He's not Chayv Misa if he does. Right? If he does it for the right reason, he wants to be Makai Mitzvah. He's not Mechayiv, but he wants to, he gets Schar. Shabbos, Gaisha Shabbos is Chayv Misa. It's from our parsha. Yoim Velayla Yish Baisu, it says. Hashem said to Noyach, Yoim Velayla Yish Baisu. To Bnei Noyach, you're not allowed to rest, there can't be any Shabbos. I don't get it. If Shabbos is about being the idea that the Ravana Shalom created the world, the Bnei Noach are mitzvah to believe that. They have to believe that there's a creator. So why not give them Shabbos? So says our Rechaim HaKadosh Mar de Gazach, he says like this, the Taichin Pasuk is as follows, you want to know what Shabbos is? Bemes? It's Bein of Bnei Yisrael. It's a secret. Only Klai Yisrael really know what Shabbos is. If the Umas Oilam come and ask you, Taka, why are you not going to work today? Like, why, what's this going on? Why are you wearing fancy clothes? Like, what's going on? For, for uh, what's the word, uh, you know, uh, huh? For everyone else, I'm saying like, uh, you know, for PR purposes, whatever it is, if, if the world asks you, what, what are you doing? The answer is, you know, create the world in six days and rest it on the seventh, but that's not really what Shabbos is. That's not what Shabbos is. What is Shabbos? It's a secret. So what is Shabbos? Okay, so Shabbos is like this. Shabbos... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to answer the question because it's a secret. What is Shabbos? Shabbos is really... Shabbos is a day in which... You, you see, let me, let, me, let me put it this way. Shabbos doesn't really fit with the world that we are living in right now. This is not really a world right now or an, or an era. This is not a tekufa that we're living in right now that really fits with what Shabbos is. Shabbos, every seventh day, the Ravana Shalom created mitzvahs in such a way that every seventh day, we enter into uh, a little bit of a time warp. That's really what Shabbos is. We enter into a little bit of a time warp, a little wormhole, right? And we experience a little bit of a time that once was and has yet to come. What Shabbos is, what's happening within the nefesh on Shabbos, is that deep, deep, deep within the recesses of Nishmas Yisrael, is that the, world, the Nishmas Yisrael in the deepest of senses and the world in the deepest of places is returning to the world as being reconfigured to what it was before the Chet Le'etadas and what will be in Olam Haba after Tchies HaMesa. That's really... Shabbos is Zeichel HaMaisar and Zeichel L'Yem Shekuli Shabbos. Those are... Let's put it this way. Again, I'm, I'm going to get to explain in a moment. The world is configured right now differently than the way it was before the Chet and the way it's going to be after Tchies HaMesa. And the way the world is configured right now, it doesn't, that, that's not, it's not Shabbistic. The, world, the, the way the configuration, the, world, the way the system is set up right now, post Eitz Adas, pre Tchies HaMesa, that's not Shabbos. The Chiddush of Shabbos is, is that every seventh day, we get a little bit of a taste, and, within, and even though we don't experience it physically, the world is not 
changing its configuration physically on Shabbos. But in Pneumius, in the recesses of Nishmas Yisrael, we are accessing a universe that once was, and in a universe that will be. That's what Shabbos is. So what we really therefore have to figure out, okay, so what exactly is the difference in configuration between the world that is now and the world that was before the Chet and the world that will be after Tchiyas HaMesim? Because that's what Shabbos is. And again, the tachas of all this is to be able to figure out what our avoid is practically, but we have to first answer that question, what is Shabbos? So it's like this. When, um, when on, on Friday night, by L'chadaydi, by L'chadaydi, so, you know, the, the, the pismen of L'chadaydi, the, the central theme of it, or, or one of the central themes, is Mikdash Melech Er Malucha is Malchus. Is Rabban Shalom's Malchus, it's being described as, until now, during the six days of the week, being in Eimek HaBacha, in, in Golis, in a very low place. And what's, what's being described by the L'chadaydi is that the Malchus of the Rabban Shalom is being sort of taken out of Golis, is uh, coming out of the Eimek HaBacha and coming into, uh, into a place of, uh, of where it's supposed to be on Shabbos. <clears throat> the difference, let's put it this way, the difference between the way the world is configured right now and the way the world was configured, and the way it will be configured, which is, again, what we're tasting of every seventh day, the difference is, is, is Malchus in Golos, or is Malchus in Geula? Is Malchus in Eimek HaBacha, or is Malchus Migdash Melech Rimulucha in a, in a healthy state where it's the way it's supposed to be? What does that mean? What do I mean by this? Very simple. Again, I don't want to make this too complicated. Very posh. There's two, when you talk about a melech, let's say, you talk about a king, right? There's two ways, there's two ways a king can establish his sovereignty, okay? Either, no matter what, a king needs a people, right? If, uh, if there's no country, if there's no citizens, there's no king, right? Ein melech chazal say. So obviously every king needs a people no matter what. But once you have a people that you're in control of, the dynamic between you and the people that you're in control of, there are two different ways for it to be. One dynamic is... The people are the people. I am their king. I tell them what to do. I rule with an iron fist. I tell them what to do. You go here, you go there. That's one way. That's not the malchus of Davar Melch, for example, that we're hoping for. That's not Mashiach. That's not what the malchus is by Kali Yisrael. By the going, there's such a thing, right? When you had monarchy, that's why the world doesn't like monarchy right now, right? The, the, West, the Western societies, because monarchy by the going was terrible. It was a guy just, he's, he's not be'emes any uh, more fit to lead than anyone else, happens to be as a, as a mazel, to be born to, in a royal family, and he tells everyone what to do. What does it mean, the malchus by Klai Yisrael? The malchus by Klai Yisrael is, is that the king, he's not, just a per, he's not a person that tells everyone else what to do. The king, it's going to sound a little funny, but a king is really a transparent lens. He's mamish transparent. And what the king, what Davra Melech is, is that he is someone who, through whom the entire people are able to express themselves through him. Where does David Melch get his power from? See, the, the, the dictator, the monarch of the Goyim, he certainly needs people, otherwise without citizens he's not a king. But that's not where his power is coming from. His authority and his, you know, his decisions and all that is not coming from the people. He's, he's telling them what to do. The malchus of the Jewish people, what does it mean, malchus? Malchus in its healthy state is that the melech sees himself as nothing but a vehicle through which the people can express themselves in, in a way that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. It means you have 
the citizens of the country, you have Klai Yisrael running around, uh, you know, everyone doing their own thing. They don't, even, they don't even themselves know what they have inside of them. What the Melech does is that he unifies the people, but the way he unifies them is that he acts as a transparent lens, as I mentioned. Mamish, a lens through which the people can express themselves in a way that they themselves wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. They might not even realize the kaychas they have until the Melech comes and, and, and unifies them and brings them forward. That's what Malchus means. Now that's a mashal. To, the way, to, to two different ways how you can simply look at the entire world. There's a way of looking at reality which is called Malchus in Golas, which is called, uh, Malchus in this context means everything that's finite, everything that, everything's of, the, of this world, your own personal identity. Right? There's one way to look at yourself, which is, okay, I am me, and what, who's the Rebbeinu? The gives me strength, it gives me energy, and I use that energy to do what I want and so on. That's called malchus. It's your identity. It's your. It's who you are. It's in Gulf. The that's called. That's the reality that we know of right now. That we're living in right now. There's a world. The world is being energized. The Hashem is 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 giving energy to the world. But what the world is is its own thing that takes that energy and does what it does with it. Hopefully, good things. What does it mean, Malchus, coming out of Gaulus? What does it mean? It means that instead of the world trying to create its own things by just using the energy the Rabbanu Shalom gives, the world is reoriented to be simply a transparent lens to allow the Rabbanu Shalom to express himself through it. Let me give you an example. Right now, the world that we live in, post-chet, tiltchies mason, we're mortal, yes? We're mortal. Pre-chait and post-chiyasamesim, immortal. What's the difference? The difference is, what is your body vis-a-vis your nesham? The reason why we're, mortal, why we're mortal right now, why there's such a thing as death, is because the body has its own identity. Obviously, the body needs a neshama. The neshama is giving, the neshama is the, the battery for the, for the guf. Okay, but the guf is its, is its guf. It's its own thing, Right? And because of that, no, there's only so long that the goof, which is a physical uh, piece, of, uh, piece of flesh, there's only so long it can last. Everything that's physical eventually falls apart. A nesham is eternal, but the goof, by its very essence, is not eternal. So what changes after Tchiyas and Mesim? I'm just going to keep it going. What changes after Tchiyas and Mesim is that Malchus is converted. Malchus is you. That's your identity. That's you. It's your, it's your physical goof. It's the world that we know, the... the, 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 the the finite world that we're experiencing, Malchus means planet Earth and everything that's within planet Earth. What happens by Trias and Mesim is that planet Earth, is, 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 its, its makeup is changed. Instead of it being its own thing by just being given energy by, by the Rabbani Shlalem, it is oriented, it becomes a transparent lens. It becomes nullified to the Rabbani Shlalem, and the Rabbani Shlalem is what is, is, is now being revealed through the Guf. Again, just like the Melech, right? Just like the Melech, the Melech, healthy Melech, Dovin Melech himself, he's nothing. He becomes a, a, an empty, transparent lens to allow the people to express themselves. Dovin Melech is not a shmat, the Adrava, since he's the one that, through the, that the people express themselves through, so obviously he's the Melech, you have to give him covet. But what he's doing, his function is to be bottled to the people. And just like the people of Kla Yisrael are eternal, so Dovin Melech Yisrael is also Chai Vakayim. 
Why is it that after Tchiyas and Mason we're going to be forever? It's because mm-hmm. the guf is being, is being it, 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 it's, it's, uh, its makeup, its DNA, so to speak, is being altered. Instead of it having its own identity, just being energized by the neshama, it becomes a simple transparent lens. It becomes mm-hmm. bottled to the neshama, and now the neshama is just expressing itself through the guf. <clears throat> this is why, again, this is why after Tchis uh, people live forever. This is why after Tchis and again, before the Chet Yitzadas, nature itself was like, you know, the, the rules were more than bent. They were kemat batal. I mentioned this on Shabbos afternoon. The Gemara says in Shabbos that Rabbi Gamliel said that after, you know, by Elam Haba, by Tchis Mesim, women are going to give birth every single day. You can have, the Gemara, the Gemara talks about crazy, crazy stuff that's going to be with Mashiach comes. Why? Just on the Rabbanish was just like interested... For 6,000 years, he liked uh, the concept of nine months, right? All of a sudden, post you know what, yeah, let's do it every day. Pshat is, the reason why until now it was such a thing as nine months is because what was, ha- what was the body was sort of its own thing, and, and, and physicality takes time. Uh, it's a progression. Things don't happen so quickly physically, right? Things, it takes years and, you know, for things to work, for things to develop slowly. The neshama is l'mal mazman. What changes by Tchiyas HaMesim is that the guf is no longer seen as its own entity. It's completely bottled to the neshama, and the neshama is just manifesting itself through the guf. So what is Shabbos? So as I said, Shabbos is every seventh day is a shtickle wormhole. It's a time machine. It's a, it's a time warp where we, again, we don't, we are, we be, we're in the deepest recesses of the universe. The world is experiencing what was and what will be. And that's what Shabbos is. This is, by the way, now, now, now let me explain. Once, if, once this transition takes place, then this changes your Avodah Hashem on Shabbos completely. Why? See, during the six days of the week, the six days of the week mentality is that you have to create your own Kedusha. You sit there, on my own, uh, listen, uh, it's up to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have to become holy during the six days. What do I do to become holy? Well, I have to learn, I have to daven, I have to do chesadim, I have to uh, not yell at my family, I have to do all these things to make myself holy. You are in, in the six days of the week mode, the way the world is configured during the six days of the week, during the 6,000 years post-chet and pre-chet and the, the way Kedusha is, is that you have to generate your own Kedusha. That's the way it works. That's what Torah Mitzvah is about. That's not Shabbos. What the Gemara says about Shabbos is that the bracha that we say on Shabbos is the Rabbanu Shalom is Makadesh HaShabbos, right? As opposed to Yontif, where it's Makadesh Yisrael Vahazman, right? Everyone knows that Yontif, the Rabbanu Shalom gives us, the, we have to sanctify Yontif Shabbos, the Rabbanu Shalom took care of. So what do we, th- we usually think of that is that that's just like a nice side benefit of Shabbos. That happens to be Shabbos, the Rabbanu Shalom is Kviv the Rabbanu Shalom takes care of it, we don't need a bed thing. That's not a, that's what Shabbos is. The Kedusha of Shabbos is not a Kedusha that any Yid has to generate. What is your Avayd of Shabbos? Your Avayd of Shabbos is to allow Shabbos in. The Rabbani Shloylam, the, the Kedusha of Shabbos is a Kedusha, it's a level of Dvekas to the Rabbani Shloylam. What you can experience on Shabbos is a level of attachment to the Rabbani Shloylam that you cannot have generated. Because you are limited. By being a human being, you are limited. And the Kedusha that you can generate is limited. The Kedusha of Shabbos is limitless because you are not the ones generating the Kedusha. Adarabah, your whole avoid of Shabbos is to be transparent, to, be, to allow the Rabbanish Loilam, to allow the infinite Rabbanish Loilam that's behind the scenes to manifest through you. That's your avoid of Shabbos. This is why, what, what's the menuch of Shabbos? Somebody, you don't work. 
the menuch of Shabbos is, is that the pressure is off. You do not have to make Shabbos holy. What, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be Makadeh Shabbos. You don't have to feel that burden of actually creating Kedusha in yourself for Shabbos. All you have to do is allow Shabbos in. And when you allow Shabbos in, then the Kedusha that's going to be manifest through you is greater than anything you could have done. Just like, again, Davra Melech. You have all the individual Jews, what they could have accomplished uh, okay, you could accomplish great things, but Davin Melch himself could accomplish great things. But when Davin Melch makes himself makes himself a transparent lens through which Klal Yisrael can be manifest and express their kaiches through him, then Davin Melch himself becomes larger than life. Davin Melch himself becomes much bigger than anything he could have done personally. It's Davin Melch Yisrael Chayvakayim. So Shabbos again. Shabbos is a, is the seventh day of the week is a day that we, in the deepest part of the neshama, can experience a world which is reconfigured in a way that once was and a way that will be. Where everything, everything we are and everything we experience becomes emptied out, it becomes a kli, it becomes a lens through a screen, through which the Rabbani Shalom that was always behind the scenes, with his infinite kaiches, is able to manifest and express himself. And we could therefore experience things on Shabbos that we could not have otherwise uh, created or earned. Shabbos, for example, therefore is minayom is barch and shita yaman. Shabbos is a source of parnasa. Shabbos for the six days of the week. Why is that? It's because Shabbos is a day where we're accessing kaiches that are infinite. During the six days of the week, all we can produce are, are, are very limited things. Uh, there's only so much energy we have. But Shabbos is a day where we're accessing limitless kaiches, limitless kaiches. A person can experience ruchnias on Shabbos that they otherwise wouldn't deserve and otherwise wouldn't be able to, to ever accomplish, to ever experience. You know, this is why, just to, just to explain a little bit more, this is why Moshe Rabbeinu, for example, is so connected to Shabbos. Yeah, we say in Davening, Yismach Moshe manas chalkai, that Moshe should rejoice in his portion. Moshe is Shabbos. Uh, you know, uh, the Chazal say in the Medrash that when Moshe Rabbeinu was in Mitzrayim already, so he told Parah, he said, you know, you, you work your slaves 24-7, uh, they're all going to die. You have to give them a day off. So Parah says to Moshe, okay, it's a good idea. You come up with the day. So Moshe came up with the day of Shabbos. Moshe picked Shabbos on his own. Moshe is connected to Shabbos. We say, Mizmar Shir Liyam HaShabbos. The, the Rizal said, Mizmar Shir Liyam HaShabbos is Rosh Tevis Lemaisha. Yeah, the reason was also Magal, he said that every Friday night, Moshe Rabbeinu's Neshama, Nishmas Moshe, comes down from Ganeden with all the Tzadiki Yemes, and they come to help Yidin come out of the six days of the week and to come into Shabbos, to connect to Moshe Rabbeinu on Friday night. What does Moshe Rabbeinu have to do with Shabbos? What is Tyrus Moshe? What type of Torah did Moshe Rabbeinu give us? He gave us a Torah, Torah Shabbat he gave us a Chumash, which he could not have produced on his own. Moshe Rabbeinu was simply the mouthpiece through which the Shechin HaKadoshah spoke to us. Moshe Rabbeinu gave us a Torah of Anachi Hashem Alekecha. Moshe Rabbeinu gave us a Torah that was much greater than anything he could have, that he could have created. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was nothing. Moshe Rabbeinu saw himself as a transparent lens. He said about himself and his brother, Anachnu Ma, we're Mamish nothing, we're Mamish nothing. Because Moshe Rabbeinu saw himself as Mamish nothing, because of that, what was able to be revealed through him was something much greater than him. 
That's what Shabbos is. Moshe Rabbeinu, therefore, is a Bechina of Kaid Machet. Moshe Rabbeinu is a Bechina of Tchias HaMesim. Moshe Rabbeinu is Shabbos. This is also why, you know, Shabbos is also very connected to the Mun, right? Uh, Moshe is the one that in his Chus we got the Mun. It says in Pasuk, Vayivarech Lekim Esiyam Hashvi, that Hashem blessed the seventh day, Vayikadosh and sanctified it. So Chazal see the Medrash, Birchay Baman, Kidshay Baman, he blessed Shabbos with Man, he sanctified Shabbos with Man. We have Lecha Mishnah every, every you know, meal of Shabbos because of the Man that came a double portion on Friday. What's the connection between the Man and Shabbos? So, you know, the, I think it's the Chidah. The Chidah says that when Kalaisol ate the Man in the Midbar, so they made a bracha. What bracha did they make? They made the bracha, Hamaitzi Lecha Minashemayim. Hamaitzi Lecha Minashemayim. See, that's Shabbos. Shabbos means that during the six days of the week, what bread are you eating? What is sustaining you? What are you, what's, what are you creating? What's the, the Paris that you, that you eat are Paris that you grew. That's what it means. It's things that came from the earth. I, I, you know, this, is, this is my handiwork. Shabbos is Shabbos means that whatever you have, you're receiving from above. You're just being makabal. You're just accepting it. You're just allowing it to come into your life. Like the man, the man, uh, the pasuk describes as being transparent. It was, uh, it was clear. It was like glass, like a diamond. The, the man, therefore, is Shabbos. It's a bechin of Shabbos. Moshe Rabbeinu is Shabbos. The, the, why do we not do malach on Shabbos, which is time not to do work? Us not doing work on Shabbos means that we're connecting to this truth that we're not doing anything. All we're just allowing the Rebbeinu Shalom to do through us. That's the inactivity of Shabbos. The inactivity of Shabbos is not not doing anything. It's allowing the Rabbanu Shalom to do through us. And then what the Rabbanu Shalom does through us is much bigger than anything we could have done. That's what Shabbos is. You know, that's why, you know, I asked the question in the beginning that the mitzvah is Zachar Siyam HaShabbos Lakadja, right? It's mitzvah to sanctify Shabbos. But yet during Kiddush, we don't say Shabbos, we're not, we don't say Mekudosh Mekudosh, right? We don't say Shabbos is holy. We just acknowledge the fact that Shabbos is holy. Well, the, the answer is, is that, that that's the essence of Shabbos. The essence of Shabbos is to allow Shabbos in. If a person thinks that they are sanctifying Shabbos, then that's Chil Shabbos. It's the opposite of Shabbos. That's a six days of the week mentality. But through you accepting Shabbos, through allowing Shabbos into your life, then now Shabbos can express itself. Now the Rabbani Shalom can, be, can express himself. Now he's real. And in that sense, you made Shabbos. In other words, Dov Melech. The strength, the power of Dovin Melech was not his strength. It's the strength of Kla Yisrael being expressed through him. But if it wasn't for his willingness to make himself bottle to the people, then the people don't even know their kaychas. So what is Shabbos without Yidin accepting Shabbos? Nothing. Therefore, without us, there is no Shabbos. But the way we therefore make Shabbos is by just accepting it, by allowing it in, to allow it to come from potential to reality. But the reality that it becomes is not our doing. We're just allowing it to express itself through us. If there is no computer screen, then you can't see anything. The computer is not going to tell you anything. It's just potential. It's not, it's not real. You put the screen on, now you can see the words. But what is the screen? The screen's nothing. The screen just allows what is behind the scenes to make itself known. That's what we do on Shabbos. When you make Kiddush Friday night, that's your kavana. Um, I, I just want to allow Shabbos to be seen. I want the Rabbanu to be seen. I want the truth behind the scenes 
to, to come to the front and to make itself known. And I don't want to stand in the way. And by doing so, you are allowing Shabbos into the world. And in that sense, you made Shabbos. That's the avoid of Shabbos. As we're going to see over the course of these shirim, every single step along the way, Friday afternoon, Friday night, v'chulu, v'chulu. It's never about creating Kedusha. It's never about feeling the lachats of trying to produce something. Every single step along the way is just trying to be mavatli yourself more and more to not stop Shabbos from coming, to always be makabal Shabbos, to allow Shabbos in, to convert the malchus of a person's life, that kingdom, that sense of self, that sense of identity, from a, going from Eimek from the depths of despair, where you think it's all you, and you think that everything you have is because you created it, and therefore it's very limited and flawed because you're limited and flawed. On Shabbos, you take that malchus, and it, beco- and it goes into Gula, you know, it, 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 it's redeemed out of that. It becomes transparent. It becomes bottle to the Rabbani Shalom. And infinite, infinite kaychas, much, much bigger and holier things are able to be brought to the world through it, through, the, through it, because it's bottle. Every single step of Shabbos is just simply allowing Shabbos in. And the more you do that, the more we do that together, the more we'll be able to realize the growth that a person can have on Shabbos is mamish, mamish beyond anything that they could have done on their own. Because the Adrava, we're just, the Rabbanisham is this wave, Shabbos, it's like this wave of Shabbos that's coming. We just have to hold on, just, just ride the wave, and it'll take us places that we couldn't have otherwise gone. This is going back, let's go back to the very beginning. I asked a question with Noyach, right? So Chazal say that Noyach, the Zohar Kaddish says that Noyach, the Menucha that Noyach brought to the world, is the Menucha of Shabbos. That's why, you know, the, the secret of Shabbos that I mentioned from the Rechaim HaKadosh, how Shabbos is not just, the, the, not besides the PR of it, you know, that the Rebbe Shalom created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. That side of Shabbos, the PR side, the, the superficial side, the side that you tell the Goyim that ask you why you're not going to work today, that we know from Parshish Bracious. That's Parshish Bracious. It says he created the world in six days, rested on the seventh, fine. In, 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 in Parshish Nayach, we're introduced to there being something a little bit more mysterious about Shabbos. Because in Parshish Nayach, that's where we were, the Pesach says, that Gaim are not allowed to keep Shabbos. And by the Pesach saying, Gaim are not allowed to keep Shabbos, it tells you that there's something more to Shabbos than just a way of remembering that the Rabbani Shalom created the world. Because as I mentioned, that's something that Gaim should be able to have. And the fact that it says in Parshas Nayach, no, Gaim cannot have Shabbos, that's already the beginning of, tell, of uh, introducing Kla Yisrael to the secret of Shabbos. So Noyach brings Menucha of Shabbos to the world. And so the question we had was, what does it have to do with the fact that he created the plow and, he, and, and when you plant chitim, chitim grow instead of uh, thorn, thorn bushes and so on? The answer is, what does it mean to plow? What is the malacha of plowing? What is the malacha of harisha? So the Gemara says in Shabbos that the essence of harisha, the essence of plowing is repuye aris, softening the earth, allowing the earth to be soft enough to receive the seed that's planted in it. In other words, plant uh, until you until you 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 uh, plow the earth. The earth has its own identity. That's malchus. It has its own identity. And you put the seed in it, and it says, "Okay, shkayach, I appreciate the seed. Will I grow chitim, or will I do my own thing and have a thorn bush come out? It's up to me. I'll decide what I do." the harisha that Noach brought to the world is Shabbos. Harisha means to soften the earth. It means that the earth is transformed from something that's rocky and stubborn, having its own ideas, 
to be something that's completely transparent, to allow the seed that you put in it, that the seed should grow on its own, that the seed should express its kaiches through the earth. And the earth is bottled. The earth doesn't have its own ideas. The earth just allows the seed to, to grow through it. And then what happens is that you have something much greater than the earth could have produced on its own. On its own, all the earth can give you is thorn bushes. But if the earth is soft enough to allow the seed to, to be mavatal itself to the seed and allow the seed to express itself through the earth, then what you could have is orchards and beautiful gardens and, and, and chitim and sa'irim, life-sustaining produce. That's what, that's what Shabbos is. Noyach's ability to invent the plow and his ability to allow the earth to produce exactly what's planted in it, that is Shabbos. That is Shabbos. The world is converted from being a hard, rocky place with its own ideas, just being given energy by the seed to become something that's completely transparent, to allow something greater than itself to be, to be, to be, uh, to be allowed in. That's what Shabbos is. That's what Neich brought to the world. That's what Shabbos is. So Bez Hashem, our plan is over the course of the next few weeks, as we learn more and more about Shabbos, is to learn about the different uh, avoidance that we can do to simply allow Shabbos into our lives, to allow Shabbos into our homes, to allow Shabbos into our minds, in our hearts, our neshamas. And then when that happens, Bez Hashem will see together the, 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 the iris, the lights of Shabbos, it could take us places that we otherwise push it would not be able to go to. That's you see unbelievable things. People can mamish, their whole lives could be changed because of a Shabbos. And it's, it's Shabbos that's doing it. It's the Rabbanu Shalom. Because again, what's happening at Shabbos is that we're entering into a, a whole different world, a world that was once before the Eitzadas, a world that's eternal, a world, that, a world that's immortal, a world that, that's limitless, that has... That, 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 that's, that's plowed, it's softened, it doesn't, doesn't have its own ideas, it allows bigger things to express themselves through it. That's what Shabbos is. No, we should be zeichet to uh, continue learning and growing and, and to taka, taste, taste Shabbos, mamash. Okay, shkayach.